Hey y'all, it's your girl Daisy, and you're tuned in for another electric episode of Simply Daisy. So typically on my show, I talk about business, social media, and my professional life, and of course, how to enhance yours. But when I started this show, I set out on a goal, and I want to make sure that I always meet that. So for you guys, and for self, I recently took to social media to share a truly vulnerable moment, and um, it was regarding my own mental health as well as the state of others at the time frame of the pandemic and the feedback that I received, even from people that I didn't know, was really, truly amazing, inspiring, and so forthcoming. So many of you shared that you were also currently struggling or have struggled with being seen, with the need to be validated in your experiences, and honestly, so much more. But first and foremost, I want to thank you for sharing your moments with me and seeing me and not my struggle. And now I would like to see you. So of course, we're always hearing about the statistics and how things have changed during the pandemic, but I do want to hit you with a couple of stats just before we jump in. So apparently, according to the stats from the CDC or the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the APA, which is the American Psychological Association, the anxiety and depression rates from 2019 to 2021 have literally consistently been wavering. Now, obviously, we all know because we're stuck in our homes all day, we're not being able to get out. It kind of starts to make us feel like we're trapped. Um, And it's almost like we do it to ourselves. We're not actually physically trapped, but we just feel like in order to stay safe, in order to stay healthy and keep everyone in our homes healthy, that we should stay home, right? Um, So as I hear on a daily basis, the world is truly changing from the workplace, you know, to health, to house and rental payment and increases, which is a big one for me, as we all know. Um, But I wanted to find some of the things that we're probably going to set out and talk about or some of the things that you're hearing um, around or centered around people's mental health currently. And so the first one is anxiety. So what is anxiety? So according to the New Oxford American Dictionary, anxiety, which is a noun, is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease. It's typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Um, The example they give is he felt a certain urge of anxiety. Um, So maybe like a feeling that comes over you. Um, There is a couple of different definitions, actually. So that's the first one. The second one is the desire to do something to typically uh, be accompanied by unease, which is crazy, right? Um, The other one that I want to define that I feel like we've talked about a little bit is depression. So depression is also a noun. Um, Depression is defined as feelings of severe despondency and dejection beautiful (laughs) the words right um basically having a longer severe recession in the economy or market or within yourself um so those those things stood out to me because with seasons changing um with everything changing i feel like we have been overcoming anxiety and depression probably maybe possibly for longer than the past two years but definitely heavily throughout the last two years um they have been very prominent i believe in our everyday life and not only for us experiencing things but also to experience or help deal with or take care of our loved ones um and so i felt it was important for us to go ahead and break down what those words mean as well as get some numbers so i've also got some numbers for you 
So still with the stats before we go ahead and jump into our deep dive into the conversation, I looked up the stats for a uh, typical range in anxiety and depression, um, what they range from to current and what they're saying that the spike is currently. Um, and so a typical or a average range monthly um, of the percentages of U.S. adults that actually commandeer anxiety or um, or deal with um, symptoms of anxiety are anywhere from 7.4 to 8.6%, right? So this is typical. This um, range that they looked up looks like it was from January to December of 2019. Uh, within that time frame, so from December 2019, it looks like until August 2021, the anxiety or depression, or this is singly anxiety, but the anxiety percentage went up astronomically. Like we went from 7 to 8% to 28 to 37%. What? <laughs> Let me give you some numbers on depression. So depression, the typical average monthly percentage is anywhere from five to 7%. That has gone up from 2020 uh, April to 2021 August uh, to 20 to 31%. Something going on. Like, <laughs> so what is going on? Like, that's what we're really here to talk about. What are the things that are contributing to us consistently operating in anxiety, operating in depression. Um, I know one of the things, the large things for me, um, I deal with seasonal depression. Um, and so it's kind of like if the sun isn't shining, neither is my spirit sometimes. Um, and I don't know why that is, but I did look up a couple of different things um, on why that may impact our life or why it does impact people. Um, we hear a lot that people are benefited or people, uh, things happen based on uh, different experiences in people's lives. So some of the common triggers for anxiety or depression, uh, buildup of everyday stress. That's like, I'm trying to make everybody happy in my life, but I can't. Um, I'm trying to overdo or overstep what it is that I need to do for the moment. Um, not realizing how much time that I have in order to complete this project, um, work stress. So when you say work stress, um, don't so much focus on task at work all the time, because what happens is we all get really deep into our everyday life and don't realize that our work family is like family as well. And so we start to develop relationships, give off our um, negatives to our work family. Um, and then you're having to hear it all the time. So it no longer acts as your escape, but now it's a part of the problem in your everyday life. Um, another uh, thing that, that they brought up was trauma or traumatic experiences complete sense, right? Makes complete sense. Family or relationship issues. How many times have you been to work? You and your spouse are arguing and you literally can't get past that. And it creates anxiety. It creates an uncomfortable position for you, right? Um, another one is a life-changing event. So birth, uh, job changes, uh, family arguments, things like that. Um, or, or heavy, something heavy going on with your family. Um, monetary, issues, financial, and then of course, alcohol and or drugs. Um, because if you're adding to how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis by kind of covering it up, how do you really deal with those triggers? Um, as far as it goes with like alcohol and drugs. 
So I thought those were some really interesting triggers because of the fact that we all deal with them on a day-to-day basis and sometimes don't even really realize that they're contributing um, to the way that we live our life each and every day. Now, of course, we listen to the common triggers, but there's also common ways to keep our peace. So some of my favorites are getting active, working out, walking, dancing. Dancing's my favorite. Um, I teach Zumba on a day-to-day basis, um, and I really, really love it. I think that it brings the energy out for even people that feel like they don't got a little bit of rhythm. Um, (laughs) But it is a way to alleviate stress um, and hardship from your life by just kind of letting it go through a really cool session of Zumba. Um, Another way is to eliminate tobacco and nicotine. Um, Also meditate or study and practice uh, relaxation techniques. So this could be like yoga, um, meditation, um, what do I do? Pilates is sometimes kind of quiet and calming. Um, tai Chi, that's really cool. Uh, reduce your triggers. So if you realize, oh, I've got this and oh, I've got that and everything's building up on top of you, what can you do without for a while? And maybe it's not even like a year. Maybe it's like three months. Let me eliminate this from my life for three months and see the impact that it has on me. Um, I really like the thought of doing that. And it's almost like intermediate fasting. Um, so you release something from your life to see how it impacts. And then maybe you pull it back after three months because you realize mm, this wasn't really a contributing factor, but something centered around this may have been or something else may have been. And you had to eliminate that one thing in order to get where you wanted to get. That's crazy because going into the next part is setting realistic goals and expectations for yourself. I probably could say this 120 times. For me, when I have a routine and I set my goals and my expectations to where I want them to be, I can realize if I'm taking on too much or if I'm not taking on enough or if I don't have the proper steps to get where it is that I want to get or if I'm not taking the proper steps. So I absolutely love that. Um, I think I kind of intermingled this next one into that last one, but routine. Um, So when I have something to do, at a set time, or even when I have something to do, period, daily or weekly or monthly, it frees my brain from having to think so difficult in different moments. You know, uh, it frees me from having to make last minute decisions. Um, it, it helps me decide what I want to do or what I need to be doing. So routine is probably my number one. Find a way to laugh more. I absolutely love this one as well. We're always scrolling through our social media and we pay such close attention to the craziness that's going on. And sometimes it does make us laugh. But if we we looked a little bit further and maybe found something that made us laugh on social media um, or remembered back to a time that we were happy, this would also, it's almost like find your happy place. This is also going to reduce those triggers for stress because you're going to laugh in those moments now instead of being frustrated and upset and thinking about what's going on. Think about the smaller things that make you happy. Another thing that I love and I've actually adopted myself recently is writing or keeping a journal. Um, it just allows you to get all of your feelings out and if you're like me and you struggle with being heard or you want to be heard, you know, and for me, I just talk a a whole hell of a lot. 
Um, and some of the things that I want to say don't necessarily have to be heard by everyone. Um, and so it's just for the comfort of me being able to get it out and get it out on paper. That makes me feel like, okay, you know, I felt this way. I wrote it down. I can reference back to it because it's really just sometimes important for myself, um, to be able to reference back to the ideas that I have. I have a lot of ideas and they all get jumbled up in my brain and it drives me crazy. Another one is huge, and I feel like it's the biggest probably other than my favorites, Um, but get enough sleep. I had to take a pause because literally I know everybody is either in their car listening to this, you got your AirPods in, whatever, and you're like, oh yeah, girl, I don't need nothing but four hours of sleep. Lies. You tell yourself to keep going. Stop lying. You need way more than four hours of sleep and it don't matter if it's four hours here and then a two hour nap and then a two hour nap later. You got to get your full eight hours. Figure it out. Because if you don't, then it impacts everybody else around you as well. Because then you're angry and you're grumpy because you didn't sleep and now you got to go get coffee and then you spring all over the place like myself. And then when you get the coffee, then you wind down after like three or four hours and you need either another coffee or you need your sleep get enough sleep. And then the last one that is my absolute, well, I keep saying all these are my favorite, but this is probably one of my favorite ones, but in, in modesty, if that makes sense, um, connect with other people. You never really know what people are going through until you go to them. So if there's somebody that, you know, you feel like you can be around or a group of people that you feel like you can talk to, don't go throughout your whole entire day sheltering yourself from people so that people don't hurt you. Learn how to take the blows. Um, learn how to love and care about yourself. And that way, any type of conversation or any type of situation that you find yourself in you really and truly are yourself and you don't have to question things. So do you have something that is very close to your heart or something that you just need a platform to talk about? I absolutely love talking and you know I love talking to you. So shoot me an email, you know, let's get into it. Let's DM, let's get you on the show because I'd love to have conversations with real life people. If you're going through these experiences, I would love to know how this episode impacts you. So go ahead and click the follow button. I also saw that they are doing subscriptions. So please subscribe to Simply Daisy because I would absolutely love to see your name pop up on my phone or my computer every day saying that you're listening. Um, And I know that I'm supposed to have a second part of an episode out for you guys. So that one will come right after this one. But I really thoroughly enjoyed being here with you. And I'm so excited to see where your life progresses. Let me know if I can help you in any type of way. It's Cheryl Daisy and Simply Daisy is out.